Welcome to the Junk Miles Trail Club's monthly podcast. Here we discuss all things trail running, as well as whatever comes to mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. to episode number eight of the Junk Miles Trail Club podcast, Trail Talk and Junk. This episode, we're going to discuss the Eastern States 100-mile race that Brian went to and completed this year. So with us online, we have Brian and his entire crew that went down, and me as the moderator. So we have Brian, Ryan, Josh, and Cindy all on board. Welcome, I, everybody. I Thanks. Yo. Hey. I just want to add that this is also the episode for Burning River, but nobody showed up. <laughs> Dude, I was, actually, I was just, just going to say that, actually. That's funny. You should say that. Listen, don't, talk, don't make fun of my new partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alonzo. If you do, ye will all be in trouble. Oh, ye will all be in trouble. <laughs> all right, let's start us off here, Brian. Get us going with the whole, uh, the whole idea of the trip and how it went. Uh, the trip was fine. Uh, it was a it was a good ride. And we got there and we checked in and we set up our tent and fell in, went for dinner and and, uh, and then uh, the next morning came early. It was good weather. Um, then we started out and it was a uh, seemed just like the first year, but it was a, a lot better because my my heel didn't hurt and uh, I wasn't tired and. Yeah, so that's Mike. That's what Mike was asking about, though, is why were we there again? <laughs> I never said that. Yes, you I'm did. Not. Yes, you did. You said that. It was implied. I was uh, wiping the DNF off my record so I could use the bag and wear the shirt. Wow. You can do that, that first shirt. That first shirt sucked. <laughs> I cut the sleeves off. <laughs> that thing's gross. So, uh, yes, that's why we were there. And uh, I wasn't leaving without that buckle because I wasn't going back. <laughs> <laughs> Not even if anybody else went down and you had to go pace them? Uh, Josh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Josh kind of, I, I leave it for him to say, but he didn't seem like he wanted to go see those woods anytime soon. Nope. Now, after doing Black Forest and pacing Brian for that 40 miles, I have zero desire right now to go and do that shit <laughs> wow it, yeah none so there's been like a hundred plus miles that i've spent in those woods now that's that's enough for now okay <laughs> very uh, uh very technical uh, a lot of a lot of climbs uh, first 50k is uh, definitely uh, difficult and um a lot of straight ups they, they've never heard of a uh um what's that called Switchback? Switchback, thank you. Um, they've never heard of a switchback in Pennsylvania. But uh, it, it was uh, it was difficult. But um, had I known the first time I went, right after the 50K spot is a nice, like, 12 miles of running along a, a power line. It was grass. It was level. It was, it was nice. And that's what you took right into Heiner before your next uh, incline. So when I DNF'd, I should have DNF'd to Heiner because uh, I could have made it there. Mm, I don't know about that, but. Um, <laughs> let's rewind a little bit though to dinner the night before, right, Josh? Yeah, dinner, and and can we rewind a little farther back to lunch before dinner? Yes, that's so, why the entire, that's why the entire crew is here, not just the runner. 
So Brian gave advice to Rob as we were running from the Y, I believe, on Thursday and told Rob to eat a light dinner <laughs> or a light lunch prior prior to his 100 miler because that's what Brian does. And Brian does so well at 100 miles. So he likes to, you know, share the wisdom. So me and Ryan had to remind Brian that he had about three pounds of macaroni and cheese for lunch in, in the car on the way to Eastern States. And then when we went out for dinner the night before the start, he had another full dinner size serving of mac and cheese at the restaurant. But let's, rewi- let's rewind a little bit more because the one that he made had hamburger in it too. Like nine hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> so he so, was he was taking it easy on the way down there apparently. So yeah. So it, was, it wasn't mac and cheese. It was hamburger helper. Oh n- no! I think it was actually hamburger. Like the entire <laughs> there was like a half a cow in that thing, man. <laughs> so you gotta fuel up for lunch, and then you eat a light dinner. And I I I don't believe that that was a full dinner serving though. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> But anyway, so fast forward a little bit. We, yep, exactly. Bullshit. Um, so we actually sat down to dinner, and we finally got service on our phone. And Brian got the bright idea to check his voicemail, and he got a he got a message from his doctor. What? His and his wife, being the nurse that she is, said, "Why is your doctor calling you? Check the check check your voicemail." And there was something wrong with his blood work, and he wanted to talk to him. So, of course, Cindy, being a nurse, said, pull up your chart. <laughs> and, and in my head, like, I drove down here with him last year, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, holy shit. We just, we just drove eight hours again to not fucking finish this goddamn race again. <laughs> so, or not even start it. So we found out that his uh, his Lewis CK levels were like through the roof, and so uh, Brian had ra- we of course we self diagnosed Brian with a uh, rhabdo and uh, leukemia and a couple, every- a couple heart attacks and um, I was pretty much yep Cindy what el- what else did he have um, high cholesterol lipids <laughs> yep. So, so I pretty much thought we were going to just wake up and drive back home to Massachusetts again. And, um, nope, but somehow he convinced Cindy to let him go after that second helping of mac and cheese. I never said don't. No, Cindy said he wasn't going to tell me not to run. That was the right there. That was very... But my voice and my words never said. It was very uncomfortable for Josh and I to be at that dinner. Yep. It was a domestic dispute, and um, so he got he somehow pulled through that and destroyed the Porta John at about <laughs> God knows what time nine thirty o'clock nine thirty I think it was that time and um, cleaned the system out and uh, he woke up and started the race and finished it. So obviously it worked. I don't know. Nope, I can I can neither confirm nor deny that that worked, but. Uh, <laughs> And yep. apparently, CK is not to be worried about. Wait, the Lewis irrelevant. The Lewis CK, the Lewis CK levels or the Calvin Klein levels? Those are the Calvin Klein levels. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, okay, okay, yes. 
So, should we start from the beginning then? From there? So, Brian left. <laughs> yeah, but I was for the race. So, Brian left at 4 a.m., and we didn't see him again until, what was that, like noon? Just before. <laughs> Maybe 11. Uh, I think it was closer to noon, actually. Oh, so Brian, yeah, yes, yeah, that was like noon, which we thought he was going to get there. At what nine thirty? Yeah, so that <laughs> that was my that was my point, Josh. Yeah, he um <laughs> he took a lot lot of time to like, get to where he's supposed to be, <laughs> but th- that first fifty k was nasty. Yes, but um, no, he came in and he popped out of there real quick, and then it was oh, what? we saw Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. We saw Smokey the Bear over there. Yep. And then, God, what was it like? It must have been like at least three or four days when we saw him again. <laughs> it felt um, like it. It did feel like it. <laughs> the sun hadn't even gone down yet. Mm, yeah, it was coming down. So it was about five o'clock. See, no, I, yeah. no. This is my narrative, Brian. Shut up. So, <laughs> so. Brian came strolling into Heiner Park at mile 43. About and it had, take, it had taken him about 13 and a half hours to go 40-something miles. Perfect. So I said, I said to him, hey, what are you thinking? I'm going to pick you up at 80. What do you say? I said, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, to which I got a, <laughs> what? No, that's not going to take – I only have to go 37 miles. It's not going to take me that long. To which I just looked at him and went, okay. And I looked at Cindy and go, there's no way in hell he's getting there any time before that. And Cindy, we got there, what, four, 3.45 in the morning? Yes, we did. And, and we, me and Brian probably haven't even ran 20 miles. No, yet. God, no. <laughs> and parked outside of the Cowbell Station. Yes. To which Cindy and I got zero sleep because anytime a, re- a runner came within like a mile of that place they rang bells until god knows when wait a minute and... zero. you left me at five in the afternoon and i didn't meet you until four in the morning no it w- no it was oh, like you didn't meet him until seven, seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> it's like 11 hours you could have no, it took us two and a half hours to get back to camp no, yeah. cindy cindy am i wrong did he did he scoff at me that night and go it's not going to take me that long to get there well, I, okay. I thought Josh was going to have me go a little faster. Oh, so. uh, here we go. So, Josh. It was my fault. It was Josh, my fault. Josh, let's rewind to when you picked him up. You can take it from there. Okay. So, I mean, Brian was – we were actually moving pretty good at the start. and uh, But that didn't last very long. <laughs> um. Oh, man, I, maybe, what do you think, 10 miles in, Brian? Is that when your stomach started to go? Some... It had just gotten dark, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much as soon as it got dark, Brian was behind me and going, hey, I think I'm going to be sick. And then all of a sudden you just hear, when Brian pukes, it is not, like, quiet, but projectile <laughs> vomiting behind me, and he just goes, it's cool. I'm just gonna puke and run at the same time. Like, don't don't worry about it. So, so at this point, we are, I mean, barely moving. <laughs> and and get, in the Boulder Field. In yep, yeah, in the Boulder Field, we get to I don't even, 
that was it slate run was that the aid station oh yeah yeah the big aid station and brian sat down because he had been complaining about his feet for the past like six hours hurting him <laughs> so we we let him sit down for a little while i think that's when you drank a boost yeah i believe so and then leaving that aid station he came back to life and we start we probably we had to pass like 20 people leaving that aid station to the next aid station. But, you know, Brian's probably running at eh, maybe like max speed at a 16 minute mile. And then we, we get to uh, this, this section that was, it really looked like a, a riverbed, like a dried up riverbed, just full of boulders and like fallen trees with, I don't know, maybe a ribbon every uh, 200 yards or so with no trail. So pretty much we're going from rock to tree to rock to tree, like just trying to like see if our headlamp could catch a ribbon. And we're like, okay, there's the next tree. We'll walk to that tree. Then we get to that tree. We look for the next tree with the ribbon on it and get to that tree. And my watch beeps and it was like, you just did a 35 minute mile. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> So we get to that section and it was time to uh, make up some time. So Brian, you know, thought that he was running or at least. So we 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 moved at a pretend run speed for a while and I don't know, maybe doing 20 minute miles to, to knock it down. But there was a, a bit there where Brian and myself were concerned with cutoffs, I think. And then, uh, I don't know, it was 4 a.m., and we were probably at mile seventy two or somewhere around there, and going. Um, Ryan and Cindy are probably at the aid station right now, waiting for you. And we have like four more hours until we get there easily. And I said, Nah, they're probably not there because they were late last time. We were not late, Cindy. <laughs> Cindy, we were not late. We were not late. I was in the car. We had already packed, put our stuff, waiting for you continue but yeah i mean i don't know that that whole section is it's kind of a blur but it's just super technical when when brian says there's like the the climbs and descents are so steep the only way that i could describe like some of the descents is like that roller coaster view like where it's so such a steep drop that you literally can't see the hill as you approach it like going down like a lot of those are probably easier to like go down on your ass than than using your feet. And uh yeah, so I think that thirty seven miles took I think it took over did it take over twelve hours? We left oh, at what God yes. Yeah, it took what thir- what? thirteen fourteen? Fourteen hours, yeah. So that that kind of gives you an idea of what that uh that thirty seven miles was like if thirty seven miles takes fourteen hours, so it's a hell of an experience. One that made me have zero desire to do that race. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cindy, would you time. like to put your two cents in? Um, it was a really long wait, and there were a couple <laughs> of spots at the cowbell wait. That's all I saw. Mm. Cindy and I were very, like, I think angry at that point because <laughs> we, wanted, we wanted to sleep so badly, and... Well, but then we were like, hmm, we've been here a while. Did we miss him? 
Vinny came through earlier, but then at that point it was so late we didn't even want to go check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you if you if you were dead, Brian, we were okay with that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for worrying. Yep. So, um, obviously, we kind of thought that Brian would be in there a hell of a lot earlier than that, according to him. According to Cindy and I, he was going to be pretty much in when we thought he was going to be in, and um, we had driven there. So, well, okay, so. If we can backtrack a little bit, this is the best part of the story. So Cindy and I went on an adventure after we dropped off Josh. So we, Cindy and I were looking at the map and we were like, there's got to be an easier way to get to mile 80 than following this, the, these aid state, uh, the, all the directions were like from aid station to aid station. So we were like, I'm looking at the map and like, nah, we just got to hit this highway and we're going to follow this highway to here. And I don't, we had to be driving for like, what, Cindy, two hours? It was two and a half hours to get back to yeah. camp. Yeah. So we, we dropped off Josh and Brian and we took off. And God, man, we were in like some backcountry roads that like nobody had been down before other than the people that actually live on these roads. We and, were- uh, what would we do if we got a flat tire? Oh, God. Like, triple, like, we didn't have cell service at all. So we were driving through these places, and we actually ended up successfully finding Black- Blackwell, which is mile 80, which we drove down this highway. It had to be, like, for, like, 45 minutes, just following this backcountry paved road. We finally popped out there, and we backtracked from there to the campground. So, yeah. so what we did is we wrote down the directions backwards. So the next morning when we got up, we just had to follow that. And it was, it was actually, it saved us what I had to save us at least an hour driving. Right, Cindy? Yeah. Easy. So we, we left, uh, I want to say we left at like three 30 in the morning, maybe like quarter four. Mm, I think like quarter past three. Yeah, and we drove, and I was prepared to to run in the dark with him for a little bit. So I brought my headlamp, and I brought like I I brought like a, a rain jacket because it was kind of cool out. You know, I'm sitting there, and we got there at like quarter four. We sat there. Four o'clock came around. Four thirty came around. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to sleep, Cindy. Yeah, no, that wasn't happening because the aid station was literally like 10 feet from us, and they just kept ringing cowbells. We got a parking spot. (laughs) Yeah, we had had the most primo parking spot there, though. That was the best parking spot. So we finally, like, we could, I don't know. It was one of those weird things you could, where you guys were coming down the trail, it was one of those, like, am I seeing headlamps popping out of the woods here and there? And then finally Cindy and I, like, pieced it together. Like, we had to have been there for, like, an hour. And I'm like, oh, whoa, they're coming down the trail here. And you could see the headlamps bobbing down the, the trail. And it was then dark. The, we didn't know yeah, what lights were that were flashing. Yeah, it was weird. And then all of a sudden, it took – you could see the headlamps bobbing down the, uh, the trail – and then it took like I don't 
maybe like 20 or 25 minutes for the headlamps to actually appear down the road. So that's how long it took, like, you guys to come down that descent that you we could see you guys up there, which is it was pretty cool. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, it's one of those you think you're in the middle of nowhere. And then the sun comes up and you're in a neighborhood of like houses everywhere. It was bizarre. Yeah. So at that point, I said to Cindy, I'm like, all right, I, I have to change because um, it's starting to get hot out and I don't need a headlamp anymore. And the sun had come up and like we were sitting there waiting. And then, <laughs> and then, it's, then it gets interesting at, at those races because then you can just see the carnage like firsthand of what these people look like coming off these, off these climbs and these descents. <laughs> And it was, it was comical. So, um, Brian came in and I finally, God, it was like, I don't know, noon. He comes strolling in and I start laughing because he's coming, he's running at us. And I go, how you feeling, man? He goes, good. I go, yeah, your shirt's on backwards. <laughs> I didn't he had, have the heart to tell him. He, he had, he had his, his junk mile shirt on with the, the WWMS facing me, I go, your shirt's on backwards, dude. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be fun. So That was the least of our worries at that <laughs> point. Oh, yeah. But it was just so funny because he was like, oh, I'm all right. I'm like, mm, your shirt's on backwards. Um, but, yeah, so we took off out of there, mile 80, and we had well, a pretty nice. That descent into Blackwell. So we're coming down, I don't know what it was, 1,000 feet, 1,200 feet. And, uh, yeah, along a river. Along the river, and we're looking down into the river from on top of the mountain, and and the trail just like disappeared. It was only a foot wide to start with, and then it just. <laughs> and, uh, and they had wooden planks with no rail or anything. They were, I don't think they were eight inches, nine inches wide, and that's what we were running on, leaning into the mountain getting down the descent it was it was a little hairy yeah and and brian every time that he would look anywhere other than straight yes he would his body would veer off of the trail and there was a couple times like his foot would slip he'd be like oh i can't i can't look over there anymore like i'm gonna fall (laughs) fall off it was like it's like being at like we were talking about it's like being at the garden up in the nosebleed sections and you turn to look down at the court or something you feel like you're gonna fall down towards it yeah no that's not fun (laughs) anyway continue yes so you picked me up in blackwell and up we went yeah so it's interesting that brian hasn't said much during this whole thing but um (laughs) so we we take off and we had a pretty, pretty good climb that I would say it was like a mile and a half long, maybe up coming out of Blackwell and he yeah. was moving. Okay. Um, the sun had come up at that point and it was a, a fog down below, but as soon as you got above like the, the clouds, it just opened up and it was gorgeous out. And, um, yeah, we, we were moving pretty well. We, we, we passed a couple people and, yep. Um, we got to the top of, uh, what was that called? Top of, is it top of the hill? No, top of the, what was that A station at the top of the, uh, the climb there? It was a farm in the middle of a field. And, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was like, it, you know, it's one of those, again, one of those things you're like, you're, I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere. And all of a sudden you pop out of this meadow 
and there's this beautiful farmhouse there, and this nice aid station, and there's a there's an access road somehow somewhere, and then we came through there, and um, that's I think when you started eating again. Yes. And uh, we got a. I think you had. Did you have pierogies there or? Pierogies are the next one. I, I ended up getting some coke in me there. Yeah, and um, that was at mile eighty four or eighty five, I think. Yeah. Somewhere around there, and um, it may have been eighty six or eighty four, I think. But um, then we had a a ten k to go to get to ninety, and you know, in my head, I was I had my watch on and. Yeah, I've I've paced him before, so I kind of knew what he's like and what pace he can move at. I was like setting goals, like, "Hey, we'll get there in two hours or whatever." And yeah. um, we hit we hit ninety, and that's when we saw. Did we see Cindy and Josh there? Yeah, we saw Cindy and Josh yeah. there, right? That was like in the middle of nowhere, but the yeah. only place on the whole course that had perfect health service. It was the weird, the weirdest spot. Yeah. What Josh. But, in the back seat. <laughs> he was sleeping back there. I, mean, was, yeah, I tried. Yeah, with like my legs he, pinned against the the side of the the car because. Yeah. yeah. So, I I think at that point he had come back to life a little bit. He, had, you know, we we weren't moving fast, but that's that's given at that point in the race. But um. We had passed a few people. That's when we saw the guy that said, oh, man, you're doing great. And it's like a half a mile to the uh, the next aid station. And we came into 90. We saw you guys. He was good. And then we had to – um. oh, we lost Josh, I think. Yeah, I lost him. Um, that's when we took off from there. And then we had to go to – what was it, 90 – it didn't go 90 to 99. So there must have been an aid station in between there that we saw. What was it? It was 90. I think it was 93, then 99. 93. That's what it was. Yes. So, um, so we got, that's where we, that's where we saw Josh and Cindy. Yeah. So in 93 and, um, the next stretch was interesting because <laughs> I've been with him for a few races and, I've, I've, I've paced him and I've never heard him complain quite as much as he complained at that race. And, um, we got to a point about, uh, I don't even, my, my watch had, my Garmin had died before even I even started running with him. So I was running with a, a regular watch. So I was trying to kind of base where we were off of like how fast I thought we were moving. And, um, we got to, I, I it, what I would think would be like maybe three miles after, so like ninety six. So we had probably about another three miles to go, and he was like, "How much further do we have to go?" I'm like, "Dude, I have no idea," but I'm like, "Ah, oh, probably about a mile, two miles," and it was definitely more than that. And um, <laughs> so <laughs> he was complaining a lot about the the aid station actually not being where it was supposed to be, and uh, we're never going to get to that aid station, and I don't remember so we, any of you. Oh, yes, you do. So, we actually ended up getting a 99, which is probably one of the most comical experiences I've ever had at a race with him before. It was awesome. So we, yeah, it was. It was so um, – we at that point, dude, you just see – it's like the walking dead, man, like times 10. And um, there was there – was, 
a guy sit, that came in right after him that sat down at mile 99 out of a 102-mile race that literally said, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to get up. And I just looked at him and I went, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you have like two hours to finish this thing. I'm like, come on, man, let's go. And he was like, no, I think I'm done. And he had like flamingo shorts on or something like that. And I was like, is this guy for real right now? I'm like, no way. So it was run by a bunch of, was it army vets, I think, or um, military vets. And they were really super cool, super funny. And, um, but Brian ended up making, <laughs> making fun of a guy that had uh, trekking poles with him. And he's like, oh, man, what's going on, man? I see you using those uh, cheater poles. And the kid was like, ha, ha, ha. No, these are my wizard sticks because they're magical. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hilarious. So we, uh, so we had a good laugh at that point, and uh, he threw down one or two cheeseburger sliders there, and uh, yes. that's when we then, – then we got to the interesting part of that best race. The best part. The best part. I, I agree. Um so to rewind a little bit, when we went down there two years ago, was that two? That wasn't last time. No, two years ago. Um, we were waiting for Padraig at this point to finish this race. So I decided, because it took him forever and a day to finish that one. I love you, Padraig. Um, I, I backtracked up the descent that we eventually would come down during Brian's race to, to find Padraig because we were uh, – I'll say we were pretty kind of worried about him. Like we, he was on like a sub 24 hour pace at mile 50 and it took him 31 plus hours to finish that thing. So I backtracked to find him and I found him coming down the mountain cursing in his thick Irish brogue about how the last three miles of that race is totally unnecessary. And um, he, he looked, he looked like Gandalf coming down with his big hiking stick and, his feet were trashed. And um, so I, I kind of had an idea how steep this next this end of this race is, but I had no idea. So we took off, and it was it, – it was I, what do you think, Brian? Pretty, it was pretty flat, right, when we started off, just kind of coasting along there? Yeah, because we were wondering when it was going to start the decline. We, we yeah. must have gone a mile, mile and a half. Yeah, so – of course, the guys that run the aid station have never run that race. So they always like, oh, you go like a quarter mile and there's a big decline. So, you know, we're going along and we get to the top of the mountain and then we saw the actual decline and you could tell. And <laughs> we came across this guy, this poor, this poor guy, man. He had, um, he was, he was trashed. It was, we were like, we came up on him and he was, he had said something like, Oh, you guys can go. And Brian was like, no, 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 you should go. And he's like, no, no, you go. I'm fucked. And we started, <laughs> Brian and I started cracking up. And I'm like, why? He goes, this next section is going to absolutely destroy your quads. So we started coming down. And um, yeah, it, it got pretty hairy some sections down there. You come across like a ridge line that's, that one, it's not, pretty narrow but i mean it's narrow enough that you're com you're coming down and if you can't stop yourself you're, you're screwed man it's it's technical and that's when we saw the rattlesnakes um 
we had heard about them. Cindy, Josh, and I had seen the remnants of what a bear had done to one of the dumpsters in the restaurant around the corner from our campground. So I was always kind of like, my head was on a swivel pretty much, like kind of looking around for like wildlife out there. And yeah, this place did not disappoint, man. We, we came across, um, some, some big suckers out there, man. Like, um, I had kind of, I had probably gotten about, I don't know, maybe a tenth of a mile ahead of Brian and the guy behind, that was with us just to kind of see what the, was going on. And I kind of stopped them and I was like, guys, there's a freaking rattlesnake den right here. And both of them came down and they were like, what the hell, man? And these suckers were like fat and big and it was cool. It was really cool to see. It was. Um, and then we came across a den of like five or six of them that were kind of just, they're all just kind of, they're minding their own business, just slithering around, doing their own thing. Um, they weren't rattling when we went by, but we saw videos and pictures that, yeah, they were definitely getting a little edgy at some point. But the, the part that freaked me out was we passed a den, I would say maybe like a quarter of a mile down, and I came down this little steep descent, and I turned a corner, and I had rolled my ankle, and I was like, ah, shit. And I rolled into a, like a like a tree limb, and right behind it, there was a sucker that must have been like four or five feet long, man. He was just hanging out behind a tree trunk, and I jumped back about three feet, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and he came down, and I go, hey, stop. Hey. Right there. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me, man? Like, they're, they're out there, man. It was just crazy to think, like, you could step off, like, the trail. Like, they, I mean, they weren't far off the trail. It was literally, like, a foot, maybe. They were off there. Yeah. And he, um, he was sitting there waiting for somebody to tie their shoe, sit down the log yeah. and tie their shoe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're a pretty docile, like, snake. They don't do much. They just kind of hang out. They sun themselves. They heat themselves up, and they just kind of slither around and eat all the yeah. rodents around there, I guess. Scare the crap out of people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, at that point, he was – Brian was pretty trashed up. His, his his legs were killing him, and that descent was, like, nonstop. I honestly, like – I don't even I, – I only did, like, 23 or 24 miles with him there, and it was, like – I finished and I was tired. Like we came down the, that last descent and we finally hopped into the field to finish. And yeah, it was, um, it was an adventure, man. That was, you know, I've done talk with him. I've done Vermont with him and talk sucked. Talk was technical. Talk, talk was more technical and just hilly, um, Rudy and Rocky. Yeah. This one was, this one was pretty nasty, man. Like I'm, you know, obviously Brian will give you his, his point of view on it, but, I, it was it was gnarly, man, for sure. But that's my uh, my narrative on that section. I think you guys covered it very well. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you bring a crew with you so you can remember the race. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what it's all about. It was um, it was nice to get it done because I never wanted to go back there again. Honestly. I don't even want to drive there again. No, no, I don't either. Um. All right, I guess I won't ask you guys then. Yeah. Mike, go with you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, well, they, have a 
Why do they have 50k down there, Mike? Or is that what we're doing, dude? Or what's going on? No, it's not enough staying there. I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, what are your thoughts on that race? I, I thought it was pretty hard. I was very happy to finish. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to see that field at the end. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a difficult one. It was a long night, and uh, I had low energy. It was wasn't much better than mess of nothing for me. So uh, I was just glad to have it done. What was worse? I, mass and nothing physically was worse for me because I didn't eat for so long and I was really tired and that that was tough to keep going pushing forward. Um, I think uh, Eastern States is a little bit harder of a course because uh, less runnable sections. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that. There's, there's plenty of runnable sections, but where it was difficult, it was mm-hmm. more difficult. And uh, Mass and Nutton was just overall very technical and there were inclines and but uh, Eastern States is just a little bit harder, in my opinion. I was hmm. glad the weather was good. If that was hot and humid again, that that would have been a tough one. That's true. The weather was perfect. Yeah. The whole weekend, it was perfect. Yeah, it was like, like fall. Like the nighttime was like really nice to sleep. I know that. Yeah, it actually got chilly. We, we had the- <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, for the little bit of sleep that we we all got to get. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. I don't remember. I, did I sleep? No. Oh, no. No, I didn't. Just about as much as the rest of us, Brian, because of your uh, perfect timing schedule. Yeah. <laughs> right, Cindy? Cindy, what are your thoughts on this whole debacle? I didn't get to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And? Well, I thank God Cindy was there to keep you guys in, in shape and in line anyway. Somebody, somebody has to be the boss. Actually, the scariest part of the entire race was uh, Cindy driving home. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> we we oh. might have talked. We might have talked about that already before you came on, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Cindy. I mentioned that nobody liked my driving. I was ridiculed for it. So yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Well, well, I mean. You're the only person I know that drives with one hand with pretzels in your other hand and looking at your text messages and uh I had my phone had the map on it. I wasn't texting. And uses the rumble strips to stay straight up straight on the road. Mm, yeah. But sometimes there's not rumble strips, so Cindy just likes to use like the dirt on the side of the road. It's like, mm. oh you've gone you've gone too far to the right. We should go back on the road. <laughs> So put it this way, Brian, Brian hadn't slept in about 40-something-plus hours, and he definitely did not sleep on the ride home either <laughs> until we got to about Connecticut where I took over, and he was all of a sudden fast asleep in the back, and nobody was awake. And I'm like, of course, now every, now I'm by myself. I, I myself have slept like three hours. You know, everybody all of a sudden was like, <sighs> well, man, everybody's like perfectly awake when Cindy's driving. We felt so safe, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, and then the cherry on top of Brian and all his perfect timing schedule is we finally stop at a rest stop to get food, and everyone just, like, grabs something quick at McDonald's. Brian spends, like, 30 minutes in the subway line because <laughs> he, he needed a steak, steak and cheese. Yeah. It was – yeah. But overall, it was a, it was a fun trip. I mean – I think, obviously, Brian finished it, but um, 
It's a gnarly one. If anybody's thinking about doing that one, I know Potter has finished it, and some other friends of ours have thought about doing it. But it's not an easy. Um, it's I've heard it's the 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 hardest one up and down the East Coast. So from yep. multiple people that have finished it or tried it or both. Yeah, I believe I believe the website says it's one of the uh, toughest ones in the country from what I was reading tonight earlier, but I don't quote me on that. But the link um, is in the show notes. Brian would know that. Brian? What's that? Is it one of the hardest ones in the country? I It's top three hardest for me. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Cascade Crest, Massanutten, and uh, Eastern States are the top uh, the three hardest ones I've done. Yeah, I put I put the link in the show notes, but I was looking at the website earlier today, and I it, it did say something about one of the toughest ones. I don't know where it said, but I thought it said the United States. Wow. I'll be so happy congrats. not. <laughs> congrats what on the finish, anyway. Thank you. Yeah, just just not having to do that ride again would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because just... you. You hit uh, Williamsport, the uh, Little League complex, which is an absolutely gorgeous complex. You literally take a left and your your phone shuts off. And it's like, yeah, you have no cell service from here until God knows when. <laughs> until the weekend's over. Yep. And all of a sudden when you get back, your phone's blowing up. And But it's a, it's a, it's a fun little rural uh, race. Like you're in the middle of literally nowhere. There's like a but two restaurants out there. I mean, yep, you have which all is the, a badass spot. You have all the NyQuil you can drink, all the DayQuil you can drink out there. Right, Padraig? <laughs> um, so that was actually one of the first places I was sitting with Dane a couple of years ago, and some guy walked in and said, hey, can I get a six-pack to go at the bar? And I was like, wait, what? And the girl's like, oh, yeah. It's like a – package store bar restaurant <laughs> area which is like totally not something around here and i said to the girl i'm like you guys have beers to go and she's like oh yeah we do that here so you always <laughs> learn something new when you go to these, these like little tiny little races and like these states that you've never been to it's funny but it was an experience definitely an experience glad it's over thank god yes sir and a successful one yeah, that's, that's key. That's key. Yep. Yep. That was key. Very uh, good. And the guy that won it finished finished about um, <laughs> fifteen and a half hours in front of Brian. So. Yeah, but he he's probably some scrawny little guy that runs all the time. Who cares? No. Nah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was another one. Just as we fell asleep, Brian. Yeah. Horns blaring because the guy was crossing the finish line. I we I think I'll Cindy and I li- we literally like fo- I I think we were asleep for about an hour and all of a sudden I woke up and I was sound asleep to cowbells and I'm like the hell time is it I thought it was like two or three in the morning it was like <laughs> quarter of eleven or eleven o'clock in the mor eleven o'clock at night I'm like you've got to be kidding me that this kid's winning this thing right now yeah and- meanwhile Brian's probably puking and we're only a mile like forty something <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. That's a wild part of those things, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. But Amazing. That, that kid was coming through aid stations before they were even set up. Yep. Yep. It's wild. The guys at 99 said they weren't even ready for him. He came through and he just blasted through him and kept going. <laughs> 10, 1030 at night. <laughs> Nuts. 
But must be uh, nice to be again one one fifteen and uh twenty years old, whatever that kid was. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah. All right. Good wrap fun. up. Um don't forget everyone that uh mission twenty two and the big runs coming up this November. Ooh. So it's sneaking up on us. Also, the Cornhole Tournament, Mission 22, is October 13th. So get your tickets online. I will put a link in the show notes to that to get your tickets, too. And if you're not going to go play, at least go volunteer, help out, and hang out for the day. Yeah, yeah and that, that same weekend, Oil Creek, for all those attempting and going out to PA again, because I'm just a glutton for punishment, I want to go back to Pennsylvania. So <laughs> Gross. Go, go crew Rob at his first 100-mile attempt. So right. just to clar- clarify on the cornhole thing, yes. you can you can go, but you don't have to be a part of a team, correct? Correct, but you, you won't you be just... able to play cornhole. You can come out and hang out, yeah. Right, okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. You, can buy, you can buy tickets and participate in the tournament, or you can just come hang out with everybody. Nice. All right. Sounds and fun. I think there's going to be stuff to auction off, if I remember right. So um, they're going to be auctioning off the uh, the boards that that the winners don't get, and then some other raffle items, which are handcrafted by yes, yours yours truly, and Jared and Donnie, yes. and Corey. So a lot of love and blood and sweat and tears went into those things. Corey's a carpenter, though, right? Um, so he says, "Yep." Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, they look good. We just don't follow directions well. Oh, it's tough to build a rectangle, so, I mean, that's, that's rough. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't forget this cornhole. Don't forget November 11th. A lot of big things coming up, and we'll recap uh, some next races when they come out in episode number nine. Sounds great. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. Take care. See you. Bye. Next month for our next episode. Until then, 